It's amazing to be back again on another Friday. This is an African Conquering the World podcast, and I'm sure you followed us already on Instagram at AACW Podcast. If you haven't, I think you should. It's a worthy cause, and your support means the world to us, and it helps us to build our, our, our base and helps us to build um, the courage to do a lot more. Um, this is also to remind you that we're making 54 episodes and this is episode 2 so you can do the math well it's nice to have you listening again it's nice to see the support for the last episode and it's nice to know that at least you're able to travel with me to France we're going to talk today about something that is very important that hasn't been given the kind of time of day and sunlight that you should have been given it hasn't been talked about enough and it's something that as Africans especially we are made to to want to run away from discussing we're going to talk about the house you see earlier today I was earlier yesterday I was in a conference where we were supposed to be making a manifesto for African architecture is a noble cause and my take from that is simple for African architecture or for any architecture on the globe to move forward there must be a a springboard some form of a trampoline from which ideas can spring a backbone a skeleton and this is what lacks this is what is lacking at, at its at the core of African architecture and uh, Nobody is trying to, to, to segregate Africa from the world, but everybody develops at his own pace. A wise man once told me that everybody has his own time. That being in the same time and space with another person does not generally mean that both of you are running the same time program. Africa is running a modern time program of about 60 years to, to Europe's centuries and to America's um, 300 and something, 200 and something, 300 and something years. So you see, we need to make a modern architecture, an architecture that reflects the times, that reflects the needs of our people today, and reflects the aspirations of the African living in today's type of city. That house, must be built around the ethos of economy, affordability, systematic behavior. It must be built as an environmental system. The house as we know it has to disappear and a new house has to emerge. And that house must deal with the environment in the most positive of ways, just like our traditional architecture. It must not run away from all the aspects of the environment that we typically want to find harmful. You see, our house is not a tropical house. Our house is an African house. The tropical house was designed as a defense mechanism against the tropical temperature, against the top tropical climate. We want to create a house like our traditional houses that responds and welcomes this what we call negatives today we want a house that says give me your son 
give me your wind give me all that you can as nature and i would absorb it and make even better from it we want a house that interacts with its environment a house that upon that interaction it makes it possible for the interior to work in a certain way a house that is a citizen and by that i simply mean that a house that gives to the environment as much as it takes from it a house that can be taxed by the environment to provide for its own sustenance so you see the house is a, is a citizen so if you have six people living in the house you have seven citizens and the house must pay its tax and that tax is paid in environmental terms it's something that as designers we oftentimes skip in our thinking of design the house in africa cannot be closed up in the traditional sense even if the house in africa should be closed up to its environment and opened up to its interior these are very tricky concepts but over time we will deal with these concepts fact of the matter is this our traditional houses were built around the fact the, the, the simple idea that the interior of the house beyond the fence line was where the living occurred outside the pavilions that floated inside the free space which meant that the courtyard which we love and adore and want to use to to fit to to use as 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 a as a fit in in our homes as a fitting the center of our homes to take up the space that we can't plan those courtyards were actually not in the center of the homes it was the house that was in the center of the courtyard now that basic assumption tells us something it says that the african house is a is a couple of a series of pavilions floating within a courtyard that courtyard providing several different environmental um, not opportunities but environmental um, yeah this word eludes me but it's the it, 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 environmental experience so the house should provide it should, it should be several floating pavilions in a free space providing all sorts of environmental experiences that help to cool and make the house perform in a certain way it simply means that when we make a house we make more of a courtyard than a house we don't want to make houses with touching walls that doesn't work for the climate around us we want to make houses with with space flowing around the forms how do we make this house though this is the, these are the things that we need to talk about although the basis of the house has not been dealt with um, and we've we've looked at at the house as something that we we know and we understand its theories we have not developed one step further from our traditional architecture in fact we regressed and here are some points of the regress first things first there's a total dependence on windows for ventilation but did you know that you could ventilate your homes without windows did you know that those windows that you use in your houses are absolutely useless just as useless as the courtyard in the center of the space and if those windows have to be used they have to be rethought ask yourself this when you see traditional house architecture why are there no why is there no 
dependence on a large number of windows from which air and light comes in. Another thing you need to ask yourself is, in traditional architecture, why is the light, why is the flow from darkness to light and not from light to darkness? An abstract concept, but I'm sure that as time goes on, in one of our episodes, we'll get time to talk about that. But without, without taking too much more time, the thesis of our house, our African house of the future, should be built around the following things. Economy of material, economy of space, conservation of money, economy of parts, the ability to exercise in the house, the ability to provide a few luxuries in the house. Our luxuries, the most important luxuries in your house are a green wall for planting, a green roof for exercise, um, uh, solar panels, water recycling, and a garden and a couple of garden experiences within the house. Those are the luxuries of today. So again, I would say this. We will never be able to make a luxurious house because a luxury house is an oxymoron. But we can create certain luxuries within the house that makes the house perform better and makes us live a better life. So again, I'll give I'll, I'll run through 14 points that lead towards a, a general thesis on the house of Africa's future. That house has to deal and has to be built around the following. An extreme economy of material, an economy of space, conservation of money, economy of parts, grouping of the parts. Um, nothing, not one thing, one thing doesn't, one part never does only one thing. Um, a wall must do 10 things at once. If you decide to use a window, it must ventilate more than one space. We have to figure those things out. It has to be built around exercise and health. It has to be built as an energy generation generating object. It has to be built around airflow and cooling. There has to be high levels of privacy within the house so that we can leave, we can, we can, we can create opportunities for outside living as against for inside living. The structure and structural simplicity and purpose have to be a par with, with, for instance, a car. We have to think about the kind of household objects we need. The equipment, lighting, furnishing have to be as direct as possible. No ornamentation with those elements. There's no need for pastiche and all the 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 ornamentation and the motifery that um, Africans African architecture is usually based upon nowadays. That um, it's it's either brown or the houses don't need to be brown. It shouldn't be a brown house with plenty of markings that are basically meaningless and come from traditional um, rituals that we don't understand and are not designed as art. Um, also, we must have green instead of greening. So we're not planting trees in the house because we want to plant trees. We're planting trees for an economic purpose. The house must have minimal parts and maximum space. And also, and lastly, the house must be compact, not small. We're in the era of the compact house. The house as we know it must disappear and must become a compact environmental system that enhances the environment and enhances our economy. 
It has been very nice talking to you. We'll catch you again next week. This is a lot to think about. But please follow our Instagram, AACW Podcast. Please follow us and listen to our podcast. Share with as many people as possible. And let's discuss. Put your comments on the Instagram. Let's discuss. We're three weeks away from the live pod, from the live Instagram live. Have your questions ready. And you can join in the question and answer session at the end of it. And we discuss. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for your support. Catch you next week.